Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Fifty-six yarder. It's got no. Does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into the National Championship edition of College Gridiron. I am Danny Scott, welcomed by Tyler Hu and Sam Davis. Uh, it is two days away from the National Championship right now. We're recording this on Saturday afternoon. And this game is has all the makings to be an absolute barn burner, a memorable game. But before we get into the conversation, guys, how are you doing? Um... I'm going to say I'm pretty good. I'm a little bit bittersweet, bittersweet feeling just because it's, co- it's, 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 it's the end of college football season. I'm a little bittersweet. Yeah, I'm a little hot and cold right now. I'm good. Good to be here with you guys. Bad because I just got my wisdom tooth removed. Uh, feeling a little bit of pain here, but not as much pain as it there is to know that college football is almost over. And let's let's give Tyler a little credit here. I mean, the man I, I got his wisdom yeah. tooth taken out yesterday. This is this is my flu game episode right here. <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom tooth episode. Tyler yes, loves sir. this podcast so much that he decided, you know what? I got my wisdom tooth out. I'm mm-hmm. still recording. It doesn't matter. Yep, I don't miss games. Tyler, yeah, but- yeah I, I'm glad you gave that credit, Danny, because I'm very impressed with Tyler performing today, despite the <laughs> fact. But you knew he had to bring it out. It's a national championship right, game. I mean, this is it for the college. Got to bring that energy. I can't. I can't miss that episode, especially this episode right here with you guys. Come on, national championship, all the marbles, the two best teams in college football. What else could go wrong? <laughs> this is the yeah. best thing ever. I can't wait to get into it. Sam, you got any other stuff you want to, how, how are you doing? How, how's your break going? I know you're getting ready to jump across the pond here pretty soon, going oh, over yeah. to London for a semester. That's, that's gotta be pretty exciting. How's everything going with you? Yeah, I'm pumped for that. Coming, that's coming up in a couple of weeks, but uh, overall, I mean, I, I think speaking on this matchup here, this is, these are the two best teams in college football. And this is exactly what the matchup should have been. You know, I've heard people talking about how, it's a rematch. It's SEC teams. Boring. Well, it's not boring. I, th- I think it's a really exciting game. And I think it's exactly what we wanted uh, in terms of the best overall teams playing each other in the national championship. So you can't ask for much more than that. I mean, obviously, it is a little bittersweet, you know, having the end of college football season here, but still got a lot more to look forward to in the sports world in general. And overall, this game, I'm super pumped for it. I think this is going to be this has the potential to be an, an, old, an instant classic, a really solid game. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I don't think I could have said it better myself. And, you know, we had an episode, we've mentioned it multiple times this year, uh, me and Ryan Gregoire, who couldn't be with us today, um, but we had an episode titled Alabama, Georgia, and everybody else. And it comes Mm. complete full circle. It is Alabama, it is Georgia, it is everyone else. These two were the best two teams all season long. Both lost one game each this year. Uh, Alabama obviously lost to Texas A&M. And that heartbreaker for Alabama, losing on a last-second field goal. And then Alabama was the one team to beat Georgia this year. They demolished them in the SEC championship. And that was a great game for Alabama. They pulled that one out 41-24. 
But, you know, it is really hard to beat a team two times in one year. Uh, anytime teams face off multiple times, it's usually a split. It's very rare that a team beats a team, especially a team of Georgia's caliber, twice in one year. Uh, just any pre-thoughts from you guys? Um, how's your feeling going into this game? Anything that, like, is really jumping off the page to you? Uh, Sam, we'll start with you. Yeah, so first of all, that's a great point that you bring up the, you know, how hard it is to beat a team twice, especially when you play them twice in such a short amount of time. Uh, I think that's important to note here as well, which is part of what makes this matchup so interesting for me personally is when you think of these coaches and obviously Nick Saban has had the upper hand over Kirby smart in terms of obviously the record Oh, and four against him so far. And, and, you know, when they face off, you, you have to think, Georgia is going to look at the tape and look at that SEC championship and see what they did wrong, right, and, and look to correct that, whether that be, you know, tr trying to contain Bryce Young. They didn't do a very good job, that defense. They didn't put any pressure on him. I know that's something the Georgia defense was really upset about. They, they like to put pressure on the quarterback. They didn't sack Bryce Young once. So that's something they might try to game plan. But it's a chess match because you have the other side as well. You have Nick Saban. I'm sure he's thinking, okay, Georgia is going to try and take away this let's do this as a response. And you saw in the, in the, in the semifinal against Cincinnati, you saw that, you know, Cincinnati had a couple of really good corners and had a good secondary. So Alabama said, let's run the football down their throats. Let's do that all game long. That was obviously their game plan and it worked pretty well. So that's what I'm interested in seeing is what Nick Saban does as a game plan, you know, after winning in, in dominant fashion, you know, Georgia is going to fill the holes there and try and find ways to, either pressure Bryce Young or do a better job defensively to hold that offense intact. But I'm really interested in what Alabama has to offer, kind of, uh, you know, opposing that or, or being a little bit of a chess match here. And I think that creates for some really interesting. And also, it's kind of unpredictable. You know, we don't exactly know. Like, obviously, nobody knows what's truly going to happen in the game. But I, I think when you have a game that just happened a couple of weeks ago, you think you see exactly what, you know, Alabama is the better team because they dominated Georgia in that win. But from what we've seen all season, it's kind of been the opposite. And Georgia is still that, you know, they're still favored in this game. So I'm really curious to see overall the game planning these coaches do, especially Nick Saban in this one. Tyler, I mean, take it away. I mean, Sam brought up a great point about the pressure, about how Georgia got zero sacks on Alabama and Bryce Young. That is actually such a good point. That's so important because Bryce Young is, he's a dual threat quarterback, can get out of the pocket and can operate off script. And he's most comfortable when he's out of the pocket, making making plays, you know, just off script. You can't let that happen if you're Georgia. Georgia's vaunted, quote unquote, vaunted defense gave up 41 and got embarrassed by Alabama. Looked like a look, they look like a middle of the pack SEC team against Alabama, which is hard to do. It's really hard to make Georgia look like that. Georgia's yeah. key to Georgia's key to the games to win this game are one limit turnovers. Stetson Bennett threw two picks. Can't let that happen. Bam has a history of dominating Stetson Bennett. He has to overcome his demons and play like a play like a good quarterback. Um, is that possible? Yes. Am I am I confident in that? Not so much. I don't I don't really believe in Stetson Bennett. Danny knows my well documented thoughts on him. He played really really well in the um, in the semifinal game against Michigan. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. He put he threw three touchdowns. Looked very yeah. composed. The thing is, Alabama's a lot better. Um, so we're gonna see that. That's a challenge. One, two. Georgia's job got a lot easier when they found out, unfortunately, John Mechie III is out for the season with the torn ACL that he suffered in the SEC championship game. It sucks, but it makes um, Georgia's 
job so much easier. They can just bracket Jamison Williams, which is hard, very hard to do. I mean, yeah. Cincinnati did a phenomenal job on him. Just look, uh, tossing Sauce Gardner on him one-on-one, which worked like a charm because Sauce Gardner is a very good corner. He's going to be an NFL corner, first-round pick for sure. We don't know if Georgia can do that. Darian Kendrick, yeah, he's a good corner, but do we trust him to guard Jameson Williams, one of the best receivers in football, in college football? I don't know. They're going to have to find a game plan for that and try not to let Georgia, Alabama beat them on the ground. They kind of succeeded. Both teams struggled to run the ball during the SEC championship. I think there might be a different tune to this game. I think it will be a little more ground and pound. Yeah, and and like I already mentioned, it's it's tough to beat a team twice. And in that that win over Georgia, Alabama embarrassed them. Alabama thoroughly embarrassed Georgia, and I know that that is going to light a fire under some of these team leaders, whether that's Nakobe Dean, Jordan Davis on the defensive side. Uh, Brock Bowers, besides him being a freshman, is an absolute playmaker, and I think it's been – fairly documented that he's one of the one of the leaders on that team whether that's by example or by vocal I don't know but he is a stud playmaker so I think it really just comes out it it comes down to can Georgia come prepared into this game Georgia was a little down after that after that Alabama game I think that's that's a fairly obvious thing but they bounce back in a big way against a good Michigan team let's not say this Michigan team is a slouch that this is a team that demolished Ohio state. They, they played great all year, had the coach of the year and Jim Harbaugh. So for them to come out against Michigan and put on that type of performance, especially Stenson Bennett, who had by far his best performance of the year. I mean, 313 yards and three touchdowns. That's a good game, no matter who you are, even if your name is Stenson Bennett, but it to me is, can this Georgia defense bounce back? Can they get pressure on Bryce Young? Can they make Bryce Young feel uncomfortable? And on the flip side, on offense, can they make plays? They, they didn't really have all these big, big money plays that you saw um, from them for most of the year. Um, but it's, it's really, you got to get the balls to your playmakers. You need Stenson Bennett to play like a competent quarterback, and you need to put pressure on Bryce Young. Yeah, Danny, just going off that, sorry, Tyler, I know you wanted to jump ahead, in too. Yep. Um, I just thought of something while you both of you guys were talking about, you know, putting pressure on Bryce Young. That made me think of, actually, I, I just saw today that that Alabama is having a little uh, injury trouble on their offensive line. And that that is a actually a, a really important, you know, uh, issue there. If, if everybody starts and everybody plays, I, I think that's what they're almost expecting. But some of those right. guys will be a little bit hampered um in pass protection and that could be important as well because uh obviously the o-line did a great job limiting that dominant uh georgia defensive front to to zero sacks something they really didn't do all year but it's going to be a little bit more tricky if you have some guys banged up or if you have some guys sitting or not playing as much as they usually do so that could create a little bit of another advantage for georgia not just having obviously uh nechi out for the wide receivers but when you have that o-line as well a little banged up that could hurt the Alabama Crimson Tide as well. Yeah, I mean, Bama's, if we remember earlier this season, a lot of people were concerned about Bama's offensive line being like, oh, they weren't as good as past years. There's only really Evan Neal and then everybody else. It's kind of worrisome. And if you watch that, watch back that uh, semifinal game, I know Cincinnati didn't like, you know, it wasn't really close, but Cincinnati really made Bryce Young look more uncomfortable than he has for most of the year. Mm. Even though Bryce Young played well, he threw three touchdowns, he didn't look like, the undisputed Heisman candidate that was Bryce Young. He looked like a good quarterback, but he didn't look like a stud. 
if Georgia can get pressure up front, this is going to be a very different game than the first game. But yeah, no, it's going to be key. They have to break through that wall. That is, they have to break past that Alabama offensive line and just get interior pressure with Jordan Davis and then the other defensive tackles, whoever, using the Kobe Dean as a chess piece because he's one of the most versatile uh, linebackers, one of the best players in the nation right now. They have to use him as a chess piece, maybe as a spy on Bryce Young, maybe just a one-off lock Brian Robinson out of the game plan, anything. But they, they need to be able to limit Bryce Young. Like, obviously, it's an obvious statement, but they have to make Bryce Young's job as hard as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like that idea that you just bring up. Maybe you put Nakobe Dean on Bryce Young. You don't mm-hmm. let Bryce Young get out of the pocket. You force him to be a pocket passer. Yes, Bryce Young is actually a very good pocket passer. But really, at this point on that Alabama offense, the main guy you right. have to look out for is Jameson Williams. He is the most right. electrifying player on that Alabama team. Brian Robinson is a good running back, but he can't affect a game like Jamison Williams can, especially right. with John Mechie out. So if you're Alabama, I think the key to the game is, is you really have to establish the run game early. You need to mm-hmm. run the ball well, like they did against Cincinnati, and force Alabama, or force Georgia to stack the box. Then you can move outside and target Jamison Williams. Let him get in space, make him, let him make plays. However, saying you got to establish the run game is a lot harder than it sounds, especially with that it, Georgia yeah. defense. I so, mean, both teams, yeah. Both teams yeah. have vaunted fronts. Exactly. Yeah, we can difficult. We can say this is the key to the game all we want. Whether they can actually do it is a different story, however. But I like Alabama's chances of establishing the run game because I have a feeling that they are going to be trying to shut down J- or, uh, Jamison Williams as much as possible. Right, especially I, – I think – oh, sorry, Sam. Um, no, good. I think right now Alabama's offensive line looks more comfortable around blocking as Maulers than pass blocking. I was, I was like, spe- spending a lot of time focusing on Evan Neal this past uh, this past game because, like, you know, he might be a New York Giant in the future. I'm a Giants fan. You know, as bad as they, as bad as they are, which won't be fixed for years. <laughs> it's got to be a light at the end of the tunnel, There's, right? Yeah. No, yeah. there isn't. Uh, oh, okay. No, uh, no. Maybe but, there's uh, not. <laughs> I know. I'm being as negative hey, as possible. You won, you won two <laughs> yeah. Super Bowls. Calm down there, guy. Relax. You won five. Uh, uh, no. Um, but the thing is, Evan Neal is being linked to, like, the top. He's going to be a top five pick. I want to see how he is, and he looks very. He's going to be the first offensive lineman taken. He is most a, likely, most likely, he is yep. a great blocker. And- Mauler, absolute Mauler in the run game, and he looked, he was dominant off the edge, just get getting out and moving. He's athletic, and he was just mauling, making Brian Robinson's job easier, giving him lanes. Mm-hmm. That Alabama offensive line looks much more comfortable run blocking than pass blocking, from my from what I think. And that's why I think Alabama's going to have an easier job establishing the run game. Even though Georgia does maybe have one of the best personnel up front, the personnel group of the front seven is really good. However, Bama, I think Bama will be able to establish a rhythm. First two, three drives, they'll start. I think they're going to do like an outside. Like they're going to start with like trying to like push the outside. So to avoid Jordan Davis at first. But as the game goes on, as Jordan Davis gets tired, they're going to establish inside run, just ground and pound Georgia to death. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, establishing the run game, if you're Alabama, it's certainly something that, that they did very well against Cincinnati and something that they'll definitely look to do as well in the beginning of the game. And another thing, you know, on the Georgia side of things, you know, we talked about Stetson Bennett. 
Um, I'm really interested to see how he plays after, you know, like you said, he had a very good for his standards. I, I think like a, an amazing game uh, in the semifinal against Michigan, considering he's not really the star uh, that you would think of with the number one team or a number two team in the country uh, in the national championship game that Stetson Bennett is. However, I, I'm curious to see how he responds from that here against like like we talked about, obviously a better defense in Alabama than he faced against Michigan. But you part of what makes this game so interesting is because he's been very inconsistent throughout the season and all year long. You don't really know what you're going to get from Bennett. You can have games like we just saw where he throws for three touchdowns, protect, protects the football. That's incredibly important as well, like we talked about. And, and he looks like he can lead this team to a national championship. And then you see other times where he's careless with the football. He makes mistakes, throws interceptions, and puts his team in a hole. And that's what he did in the SEC championship game against Alabama earlier in the year. So which Stetson Bennett are we going to see in this national championship? Is he really going to show up and say, I'm going to protect the football, you know, make the right decisions at times, uh, limit the turnovers, and do the best I can as, as almost a game manager uh, along with that run game? But that that's really what I'm interested in seeing. I, I to be honest, I, I don't even know. You don't you don't really know which which Stetson Bennett you're going to get game in and game out. You think it's the national championship game if you can't get ready for this one. You know, certainly he'll be prepared and he'll be into the game. But is he? He'll certainly be challenged by that Alabama defense as well. But I'm curious to see how he steps up, how he responds from a good game in the semifinal. Is he going to keep that momentum rolling, or is he going to show kind of what he's shown all year? in that inconsistency and start to dip off and maybe turn the ball over once or twice. Sam, I, I think you just hit the nail on the, on the head. I think there is not a bigger idea in the, or uh, a bigger need in this game for Georgia than for Stenson Bennett to play well. I think for Georgia to win this game, they need Stenson Bennett to not turn the ball over because when you give that ball to that super, super high powered Alabama offense with the Heisman winner and everything, bad things happen. That is, you want your offense to be on the field as much as possible. You know, I talk about time of possession multiple times this year. I think that it is, it is such a great stat and it's so overlooked, but for Georgia to really win this game, I think they need to dominate the time of possession and they need Stenson Bennett to be at the forefront of that, whether he's making plays, getting outside the pocket, because once he gets outside the pocket, he can get a chunk of chunk of yards on the ground. And that's why they've stuck with Stenson Bennett instead of going to JT Daniels, because once he gets out, he's, he's good. He's, he's a decent runner with the football in his hands. However, it's when he's running around and then just decides to throw the ball 20 yards down the field, right to a defender. And that ball gets taken back to the house. So Which happened in the SEC championship game, courtesy of Jordan Battle. Exactly. Exactly my point. So that's <laughs> that's exactly what I am looking at as well going into this game. Uh, for me, it's can Stenson Bennett play like a competent quarterback? I don't even think they need him to play like he did in the no, uh, yeah. in the playoff game. They just need him to not turn the ball over and play like a competent quarterback. And then on the other side is can Georgia's defense make Bryce Young feel a little bit uncomfortable and can they bounce back to the defense that we saw from the entire year Uh, going into that SEC championship, the most amount of points they had given up in a, in a game was 17 to Tennessee. That was the most they, they had allowed under 200 points for the entire year. And then they go into this game and allow 41. So can Georgia's defense bounce back? 
And can Stenson Bennett not turn the ball over and play decent? They don't even need him to play good. They need him to just, play. Just manage, manage the clock. Manage the clock. As you love to say, just manage the clock. Oh, like play like a good, decent quarterback, as you said, not mess up. No, no turnovers, zero turnovers. Yeah. And just, yeah, just hold the ball and don't let Bryson get the ball. Uh, a guy I wanted to talk about real quick is uh, a guy who I think is going to be the X factor in this game. A uh, guy that not that many people know, actually, but had his kind of one, well, this is college basketball related, but like one shining moment in, uh, in the um, semifinal game. Ja'Cory Brooks, the wide receiver, freshman wide receiver out of Alabama, caught a 44-yard touchdown in the, um, in the semifinal against Cincinnati. Not many people know this, but I think he's going to be the next guy. Dude. He's going to be like that, fill that Mechie role. And make Bryce Young's job a lot easier. He look, he shows a lot of flashes as a freshman receiver to be really good. And I think he's going to make J- – since, you know, Jamison Williams is going to get all the attention when it comes to the pass game, it's going to be Jamison Williams and everybody else. I think Ja'Cory Brooks steps up and has a big game. I don't know how big, like 150 – that's not – I'm not going to say 150. Maybe like 80 yards and a touchdown type of game. And that will make Bryce Young's job so much easier. So just keep an eye on him. Because he's he's coming to the game with a lot of momentum too. Yeah, that's interesting. I I think that's a that's such an important role, especially when Mechie is hurt. You right. know, for a young uh, that- a young wide receiver to step up and, and provide another option for Bryce Young down the field, because you know, like you said, Williams is getting all of that attention, mm-hmm. and he might not be able to have the game he normally would have. And he might not, you know, if, if Georgia really game plans and game plans well against Jamison Williams, then that opens up the opportunity for other receivers for, for Alabama to get involved. And yeah, no, that's a great take there. Right. I think he's the only like game breaking receiver that have besides James Williams. I don't know how game breaking is because we don't have much tape on him, but he looks like he can make big plays. Cause I don't think Slade Bolton's that guy. I think Slade Bolton's a slot receiver. He's your basic slot receiver. Just catch slants, catch drags, not going to make a massive play. Maybe in the red zone, catch. he caught a touchdown, do a couple of small things. But come on, if we're talking big plays, I think Ja'Cory Brooks is that guy to make Bryce Young's job so much easier. So Georgia has to be on lock with him. I like that take too, Tyler. Uh, before we move on to our final predictions in this one, um, from each of you, I want to hear who you think, I, I mean, Tyler, we already kind of heard, heard yours, who you think is going to be the X factor in this game for each side and the key to win the game from each side. We've been talking a lot of stuff, but what is the most, who is the most important player for each team? And also what is the biggest key that each team needs to win this game? Uh, Tyler, start with you. Um. For Alabama, the most important player, as I uh, well, I would I could say Bryce Young. I could say this. I'm I'm probably gonna go with um, Will Anderson. Honestly, the guy I've been raving about all year. He's as I said, the best defense player in college football. I think he's going to make Stetson's Bennett's job hell all game long. He got a sack during the SEC championship game. He's coming in with a two sack performance last game. He's coming in hot. Um, I think he, him, and um, maybe. Maybe I'd, I'd give, as I said, um, Ja'Cory Brooks are the two guys for uh, Alabama that are X-Factors. For Georgia, my X-Factor is N'Kobe Dean, how they can utilize him in that. Um, I could, I mean, he, him and Will Anderson are stars, but I think the point is how they utilize him against Bryce Young, against Brian Robinson, as I mentioned earlier in the episode. It's going to be so important for Georgia. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be important. He's going to be the best player on the field 
when he's on defense. Well, not the best player on the field. Best player on the field for Georgia when he's on defense. And he's the most versatile piece. He he can be used as a Swiss Army knife. We'll see how he's used on uh, Monday. Yeah, for me, um, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about the run game. So for Alabama, I think Brian Robinson is, uh, you know, he deserves to be, uh, you know, I, I think he has that X factor because of, you know, what we saw him do against that Cincinnati defense. And this it's going to be a lot harder uh, against this Georgia defense and the offensive line. You know, if I can conclu- include them with Brian Robinson as an X factor, of course, because they have to provide the holes and the gaps for for Robinson to run through. But I, I think that's really important. You know, we talked about how Alabama can establish that run and then all of a sudden, you can see uh, Jamison Williams find a way to get open down the field for some big shots with with Bryce Young. So I, I think that's important for Alabama to start off the game, um, but really for the entire game. I think I really could see them rely heavily on the run if they need to. Um, so I think that's you know big for Alabama and for for Georgia. We talked about Stetson Bennett. I, I think everything you know. Unfortunately, I hate to go with the quarterback here, but you know you live and die with with how he protects the football, you live and die with, with how well he plays. So he doesn't need to, you know, Danny, you said, and I totally agree with you. It doesn't need to go out and light the world on fire. He doesn't need to have a game he had against Michigan where he throws for three touchdowns. He needs to protect the football, be smart with it, make the plays when he needs to, you know, he doesn't need to be, you know, I don't want, you know, I don't want him to be, you know, on the other side of things, timid and, and protect the ball almost too much and, and not take chances down the field because when Alabama gives you a shot, down the field, you have to take it. So Stetson Bennett, it's important for him to keep the momentum from the semifinal and have a good game. That's the X factor for the Georgia Bulldogs for me. Yeah, I, I like both of your guys' takes. And Sam, you stole a card out of my playbook. Uh, my X factor for Alabama was going to be that offensive line. Um, oh. all, all those offensive linemen, uh, I think it really hinges on the offensive line for Alabama. Can you have another SEC championship-esque performance where you don't allow any pressure to get to Bryce Young? And can you establish that run game, which is going to be my key for Alabama to win this one? They need to establish the run game early. And then, like I said, allow for Jamison Williams to get out in space and make plays. On the other side for Georgia, uh, going along with this run game, I think that Jordan Davis has to be the X factor for Georgia. Uh, can he plug up the holes? Can he take on three, four blockers on a, on a single play and allow for other guys such as N'Kobe Dean to get a free shot into the backfield? I think that is a very important player for this Georgia defense. He's been doing it all year. He was in Heisman talks early on. He is a superstar defensive tackle. And for Georgia, I think the key is, Sam, just like you mentioned, uh, no turnovers. I think they need to hold on to the ball. They need to put up points, but they need to do it in a methodical way, I think. Uh, They need to not allow Alabama's offense to be on the field for very long because as soon as Alabama's offense gets on the field, it seems like they score at will. So those are my X factors and and keys to the game. But let's hop into the predictions. Uh, You know, this one, we got the SEC championship this year. We had one of the best national championships in 2018. We're Georgia versus Alabama, Jake Fromm versus Tua's coming out party. That was a great game. If we get anything like this game, uh, like that game in this one, I'm going to be absolutely ecstatic. So um, let's start with Tyler. Uh, Tyler, let's who you got winning and uh, maybe a little score prediction if you got one. Listen, I bet Georgia the last time, as a wise man once said, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm not going to get fooled twice. I don't bet against the GOAT. Alabama 34-20. Saban proves yet again why he, he's going to dominate Kirby Smart yet again. 
Yeah, Tyler, uh, overall, I'm with you. I think, you know, Al this Alabama group has um, consistency. That's something I talked about Georgia not having on the offensive side of the football. I think the defense for Georgia will respond and will play better. But Alabama overall, they can run it. They can throw it. That's versatility as well, which will help Alabama overall. So for me, you know, there's so much pointing to the fact that Georgia is hyped up for this game and is really, you know, on a revenge essentially is, is what they're after. Obviously you mentioned the national championship game, heartbreaking loss. You know, we've heard so much about Kirby smart. Oh, and four against Nick Saban. We heard so much about how Georgia can't beat Alabama and Georgia and the players have heard it too. So I'm sure they're a little frustrated hearing that over and over again, and that will motivate them. But with all that being said, I, I just I have to go with Alabama. I'm not going to bet against them, kind of like you said, Tyler. That's why for me, overall, more consistent group. I think that's why they're going to be the national champion. 35 to 28. That's the score I got. Ah, same as the 2018 one. Well, you know yep. what, guys? I am going to go against the grain here. Um, I just I don't see a way that this Georgia defense does not come back and play with their hair lit on fire. I, I like Georgia in this one. I think that defense is too good. I think Kirby Smart is a great coach. He's going to be the second assistant to beat Nick Saban. And I think it might be fairly handily. I, I don't think it's going to be like a blowout on the scoreboard, but I think Georgia is just going to ground and pound Alabama. They're going to win the battle of the trenches. And I think they're going to win this one probably 28, I'll say 28-17, Georgia wins this one. Wow, that's very interesting. One and seventeen two. points for 17 Alabama. Seventeen points for Alabama. Yeah, I think I think Alabama might score seventeen points in the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, um, the main thing here is quarterback battle. Bryce Young versus Stetson Bennett. I'm pick, I'm taking Bryce Young ten times out of ten, and on Sunday. Let's be real now. Let's go. Roll Tide. Well, Sam, you got any uh any other things you want to add before we wrap this thing up? Yeah, I mean, Danny, I respect your courage for going out and picking Georgia because I think, you know, a lot of signs lean that way, especially them finding a way to respond. But I just can't go. I, I'm sorry. I just can't go against Alabama. I'm not going to say roll tide. I'm not going to go out there and say that like Tyler <laughs> just did. But, you know, I, I am on record picking Alabama, and I'm okay with that overall. Sam, you it's know, okay. We're, we're picking the underdogs, as Vegas says. We're picking the underdogs. I don't know how you can pick Alabama as an underdog, but, I mean. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That is, but. That is also something that I have no idea how Alabama is an underdog going into this one. But, Vegas uh, must know something that we don't. Apparently. Uh, apparently. Apparently, I know something that you two don't either. So. <laughs> we'll but, see. Uh, we'll see. Oh, Lord. You know, I, I haven't been afraid to go against the grain this year. I've had some scorching hot takes all year long. And, uh, you know, it has been a pleasure on this episode with you two. It's been a pleasure all year. Uh, I'm sure we'll have one more episode recapping the national championship and talking about the offseason stuff. But that will do it for today. For Tyler Hu and Sam Davis, I am Danny Scott. This was College Gridiron, and have a good one. <laughs>